The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to, finally, we're back talking Star Wars on the airing of grievances. I am one of your hosts. I am critically acclaimed, if that critic is myself, Johnny Townsend. And I'm joined by uh, two of the coolest dudes you could possibly hope to know. That, of course, is Matt Johnson. Stop. And Brian Finch. Cue terrible Chewbacca impression. <laughs> Is he drowning? Is that Chewbacca drowning? You sound like my favorite porn actress. Hey. Hey. That compliment quite a bit. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> oh, I'm man. actually trying to do a Jabba there, but it's horrible. It was close. Do a blow Jabba. <laughs> this episode is already falling apart. Uh, it is good to see wow. you guys, you fellas, listeners. We miss you again. We sorry. We so sorry. We so apologize. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. No. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yes. So we sorry. are sorry. So we are back. It is new trilogy time. All right. Yes. The first, and God, I hope it's the only Disney Star Wars trilogy. They're going to do more. A hundred percent, they will do more. I swear to God, they're going to. I don't <laughs> care what you say. It makes too much money, man. I'm not just going to sit on that. No, I'm fine with like the spinoff shows, but oh, it's going to happen. Johnny, you what you are saying right now is you're you think they are gonna continue on the path of this already set out sequel? Or do you think they're just gonna continue making new You know how you know shows? how you know how this one was sort of a soft reboot in a way? Because they're introducing new characters while keeping the old characters there. Yeah. I kind of think they would do that again. Like, I think Ray would be involved somehow, but she wouldn't be one of the key things. Finn would still be there, but he wouldn't be one of the key characters. They'd probably introduce some new characters, and Poe and them would just show up from time to time. That would be my guess. Uh, and the first of those, of that trilogy, will probably be, hey, there's a lot of promise here with these characters. And I'll end with uh, uh, none of that panning out for any of us. <laughs> right. That is a perfect segue. Uh, yes, we are talking about. I think if the yes, the force is the which the force awakens. <laughs> yes, we are talking about Star Wars. The force seven. has awakened, and Matt has not. I have not. Uh, the force awakens is our subject matter for today. 
Uh, and we are, I mean, we're, I, I think we're pretty excited to, to discuss it. Uh, I think all of us had generally favorable reviews of this movie with a few hiccups. And I think Brian mentioned some things to me last weekend. Um, but, uh, but we will talk about that. Uh, I think, do we have to conclude Andor yet? Or did we do that last episode? We, I, I, I believe me and Brian talked about it, didn't we? Okay. You probably did. I think I had a run. I can't off remember. I talked about it on one of my podcasts. I know that for sure. <laughs> All right. We definitely gushed about it. I know that much. Whether or not we succinctly wrapped it up, I probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> that's not our goal here. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Uh, but Bad Batch season two has released. And uh, uh, as you know, Per usual, all three of us have watched it. Die Hard, yeah. every episode, every single minute of it. That's um, right. Yeah. But alas, my throat is sore. And Johnny, I believe your throat is sore. So, Brian, why don't you discuss what Bad Batch season two and uh, how it's been? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. You know, it's Bad Batch. So it's still a little kiddish, a little more than the other CGI f- shows, I feel like, the other animated shows they've done. Um, especially, I mean, maybe not resistance. I've never watched resistance, but I heard that's like really dialed into like the kids, like really trying to capitalize on that part of the, you know, brand. The third episode that came out the week before this recording was a great standalone episode. And I was actually, I, Dave Filoni should be quite proud uh, actually of what he pulled off in a 20, whatever minute long, um, cartoon show. So. I think it was that good. The first two episodes is, you know, more general silliness, space monsters, ridiculous missions that don't go well, those kind of things. They, they're they always going to rehash the same stuff. So people watch Bad Batch and complain that it's the same kind of stories over and over again. I don't know what to tell you. That's that's what they are. They're, they're the... I don't know what to compare them to in like other movie cinema. It's not. It's film. not called. It's not called Good Batch. <laughs> it's not called. This is going to be different this time, Batch. <laughs> They're like. It's like. Um. Uh. Come on, John. Help me out here. The '80s show. The A Team. It's like watching the A Team in a way. Oh that, yeah, yeah. The A Team did the same show over and over and over again. For been, I don't, okay, years. I don't want to. I don't want to brag, but I've been rewatching Knight Rider. I know. Calm down, ladies. <laughs> Put those <laughs> panties back on. Uh, but uh, Night Rider, literally the first season at the very least, is just the same prim- uh, same idea for every episode. He comes into town, a new town. Uh, there's always a girl, and he's always helping out and fixes things and leaves. It, literally every episode is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Bad Batch is. Like, but I isolated this last episode, and I was a little different, which was nice. And... um. That's it. We'll see where it goes. I guess the next big thing after this will be Mandalorian season three, which we're like 40 days from. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, freaking I, out on the old Twitter because the hashtags came back. <laughs> the hashtags uh, came back. It's so we're mad at the thing that like is like a central part of Twitter now. That's a, <laughs> that's a horror movie waiting to happen. The hashtags have come back. Yeah. Uh, and this time they mean business. Uh, but <laughs> the... Yeah, I'm excited about the aren't they as of this recording, we're recording this um on the sixteenth. I don't know when it's gonna come out, but I think tonight they're supposed to release a new trailer for the Mandalorian. I believe oh, very good. During the football game. Oh. What's football? Nice branding. I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably, probably right. 
because it's an ESPN. That's an ABC. Yeah, it makes it. They did Ant Man last week. They did the uh, well for the college, right? The yeah. college national championship. Mm-hmm. They did the Ant Man trailer, which was the most exciting thing of that. Uh, so yeah, so that's what's going on. Um, I obviously will be checking it out at uh, some point. I've been on a big reading kick um, lately, so I'm trying to. Somebody's bragging over there. Read a you lot, of Brian. We got a reader in the group. Yeah, well, he's a, he already. Uh, I'm privy to this information already. I know he told me too, but he can't, I, yeah. he's always lording it above me, like <laughs> I can read. <laughs> Look, well, I try. I, I can I'm read excited. on the fifth. I can read on the fifth grade level. You don't hear me bragging about it. You know. <laughs> well, I want to like. I, there is got to come a point where I do want to do like a Star Wars book, right? Yeah. For oh. us to do. Right. Can Johnny's like, all right, me? I'm gonna need a substitute for this episode. <laughs> I'll just have Johnny, one read. Just one Johnny, read it to me, be fine. I'll just lend you my uh, login for my Audible, and you can just listen that way. You have no idea how much I want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's because I have been enjoying Star Wars books uh, with the audio books read by, um, oh boy. It's Timothy Zahn that writes the books, but it's narrated by this man named something Thompson. Uh, He does a really good job. He sounds very similar to the portrayal of Thrawn on um, the Rebels show. You know, very similar in in the way that they do the voices. I actually like this guy's version a little better. But it's it's the most recent version of Thrawn. It's not Legends Thrawn. This is actually canon. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's Timothy Zahn. There's three uh, books so far. Um, there's just Thrawn. Then there's Thrawn Alliance, uh, which is uh, tell Matt about this. It's an awesome story um, involving Vader and Thrawn, as well as Anakin and Thrawn. And then uh, the third one, which I have yet to get into, that'll be the next one I get into, is called like Betrayal or something like that or... I don't know. It's got it's got Palpatine and Thrawn on the cover. So and sitting on the Thrawn is what I call it when I go to the bathroom. There you go. <laughs> Thrawn has secretly become like one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah, he is for He's, a lot of people. For a lot of people, everybody. A lot of I know a lot of folks who want to see. I can't believe I just said folks out loud. I know a lot of <laughs> folks who uh, want to see a live action. <laughs> version of uh of thrawn i think they're anticipating at least in, they want to see it in a movie form i don't know how a movie would work but well they've all been they've all but said officially that it's gonna happen in ahsoka oh yeah that is interesting cool. because if we remember when she appears in season two of mandalorian and she is at that fortress town talking to that governor She's trying to find out where he is, and everyone has put together that he is Thrawn. Oh, I thought it was Barris off he. Nothing, not a reaction, (laughs) nothing. No, I didn't trigger anything. Should I know that name? That she's like a bad Jedi. She turned on the she set up Ahsoka and the clone. God, you make me feel stupid. No, you're right. right. Your cut was so deep that I didn't even know you'd got me. (laughs) I think this is on us. We should leave the podcast now, Johnny. We're ashamed that I did not recognize that name the second you said it. Fucking embarrassing me on a Star Wars podcast. Oh, you crushed You embarrassed us. What are you talking about? (laughs) You can't hear me hanging. I can't hear the audience laugh. 
<laughs> smile like, at that. <laughs> Matt Briggs about reading and Matt Briggs about actually knowing Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah. good God. <laughs> I guess Brad here, just the, just the eye candy for this audio podcast. <laughs> was my heavy part. You see my heavy part today? <laughs> Looks nice, man. Looking good. It is nice. Uh, is there any other news we got uh, coming out? I think uh, we got a new trailer for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Right. I think pretty recently. Yep. Uh, the hype is very, very real for this game. Uh, yeah, big I'm, I, I'm excited for it personally. I can't wait for EA to let us down. Uh, no, they probably they're will. Gonna, they're going to crush it. They're going to hope crush so. It. I like the first game, so I'm hoping I'll like this one. I loved it. And, and honestly, my only issue, I mean, that's, I, I want to do game reviews at some point too. Uh, but honestly, it, you know, my only like knock on it was the low replay replayability. That was yeah. my only knock on it. They'd be yeah. like, oh, do the new new game plus mode. And then you got nothing from <laughs> the first adventure. But well, that's, um, that's going to be your thing with any uh, story driven game, though. Yeah. That's going to be one of the issues. I get it. there's other games though that 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 do it like Spider Man and, and right. a lot of those carried it over but that was yeah. my only disappointing thing with it. Um, definitely was really good for EA because a lot of their Star Wars titles had been uh, kind of dog crap. Yeah, yeah, flopping hard. Um, so I, I I do I hope it's really good. It looks really good. Uh, do you guys ever think that Cal Kestis is going to get a live action thing or do you think he's going to stay strictly in video games? I don't think so personally. No, I would I would like it because I like I that character, but I I I if he does, I think it'll be such a small part. Like it'll be yeah. just uh, like a little Easter egg for everybody. Like a cameo. Well, they, gotta, they have a. Yeah, it's okay. a perfect time now. If they were actually like fully on board for it, this is the perfect time to do it because this is the era that they're like really hitting right now with what they're putting out in content. Yeah, yeah, and to put it out when the whenever the game comes out would be ideal. Right. So yeah, that's and that actor looks a lot like him. Like they I guess they must have based it off him, huh? They did everything, right? Yeah. They did they did uh the live action thing. Uh they did like a it was something oh, for the Star Wars. Kidding. Uh like the Star Wars thing. They advertised his uh his lightsaber blade. They were gonna start selling his lightsaber, like those really expensive force effects ones. And uh yeah, it 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 looked really cool. He dressed up, he did the work, so um, I do hope so. I, I I wouldn't hate a cameo just to get people talking. Um, but I mean that's the thing. I I want to see the Star Wars universe connect in live action. I know it won't completely ever, but uh, I think it would be a nice touch just to say, hey, we got it, we got him. Yeah, I mean I think it'd be really cool if like you know, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just using this as an example. Let's say. Uh, at the end of uh, this new season of Mandalorian, like there's a after credit scene, and there he is, right? Know? Like that, that would I would get hyped over that. Personally. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, just some. I mean, everybody kind of finds a way to live action, sort of. Yeah. So I do hope that he does. I do hope that he does. It'd be nice to tie all that together. Was this uh, character fully created just for the video game, so he has no legends or canon to be? I believe so. Of? That's that's that was my uh, that's my understanding. They actually, it was really cool. Um, so the planet Braca, uh, which is where he opens up at, that was new uh, for the video game, and they actually put it in Bad Batch last season uh, when they're when they're at, when they're looking through the Republic gunship. 
for uh for stuff to get the uh get the the chip out of their head that was on the planet Braca that that Cal Custis was at which I thought was a really nice touch so that's why we were kind of hoping that maybe there'd be something but uh yeah he's he's just original for the video games so but yep. he's he's uber popular right now he almost I'm not gonna say it's a soca like cult following maybe after this game comes out but it's getting to that point where people are pretty obsessed I mean that game shot new life into EA and Star Wars video games in general. Um, well, that that game was also, I, I know we'll cover that game at some point on the show, but that oh, game yeah. also, um, they really did that character some justice. I mean, it was his first game, his first introduction, and he was easily likable from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a teddy bear. He was a sweetheart. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's going on. I don't know the official release date of it yet, but I feel like we got to be a month or so away with the, oh, all yeah, the hype that's I would, I would say more. Uh, it takes a long time to make these games. You can't just make them in, <laughs> in under a year anymore unless it's like a sports title and you're just rehashing it. <laughs> uh, True, fair. Uh, so I would say, did they even actually give them a release date? That's a good question. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe they were getting Nintendo likes to do it, and this isn't Nintendo, but Nintendo likes to drop a trailer and then like two days later the game comes out. <laughs> March seventeenth. March seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. So soon. So yeah, in a video game, you know, timeline, that's right around the corner. Yeah. Honestly, life flies by, so yeah, that'll be here in no time. Uh any other news that we got going on here with Star Wars? Anything uh we've seen pop up? I just know that they're filming Ahsoka right now as we speak. And that's supposed to drop this year, right? Summer? They're on target for December. December. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Rogue Squadron's also on schedule. That'll be the next big film release, right? Film or just live action show? I thought it was a film. Or is it a live action show? I don't See, now know. I can't remember. <laughs> Either way, they, I remember looking at the calendar of when stuff's getting released, and that's like, the next big thing after Mandalorian. What was the last Star? What, what was the last Star Wars movie? Was it Episode Nine? Have they come out with anything since then? No, no. Wow. Well, we'll get into why eventually. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure we will. All right. I guess it's time for us to start talking about the Force Awakens. I think it's a pretty appropriate time, unless there's anything you guys want to bring up uh, for that. All right. So. Uh, Force Awakens dropped December 14th, sorry, December 18th, 2015. And uh, in the in the good old United States with 138 minute runtime, uh, it had a three hundred and six million dollar budget. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> well, that's the gross, the net budget. I don't know what the heck that means. Two hundred fifty eight point six million. Uh, the box office two point. Zero six nine billion dollars. That is insanity. Uh, how much it is, but it was that. It was that cool. Uh, you know, thinking back to that time period, I remember the just the excitement. Right, I thought we were done seeing Star Wars movies at that time. Uh, I thought I'd never get to see live action Star Wars movies again. Uh, and then this gets announced, and I'm like, whoa. This is crazy. And they're going after the original trilogy. It just works. We're going to get some of these original characters back. This is going to be tremendous. You know, I was coaching high school wrestling at that time, and all the coaches were excited. And all the kids were excited. I'm like, wow, this is what it's it it, it means to be a Star Wars fan again. And uh, the hype was real. I think I seen it twice. 
which was a common theme for me, I guess, for Star Wars yeah. movies, was seeing them twice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, seeing at the good old Regal Cinema. And, uh, and I mean, obviously, we'll talk a little bit more in depth with it. Uh, your guys' memories with, uh, with it. Uh, Johnny, let's start off with you. Yeah, I saw it. Obviously, I was very hyped for it. Saw it over in a weekend. Um, I remember I did see it twice as well because the first time I went by myself because I couldn't because I'm my buddies I usually go with couldn't go. So I went by myself and watched it. And I was like, at the time, I was like, man, I uh, I kind of like that. And I went again with my friends and we all came out pleasantly surprised with. I mean, you know how it is with anything you really hyped for. You, you got to prepare yourself to be let down. That's as you get older, you realize that's just a part of the way things are. So, uh, but I remember really enjoying it. I really, I remember liking these characters that were introduced. I loved bringing back the old characters. Um, and it all seemed like I was, it, here's, it really did a great job of hyping me for this trilogy. Cause I, I like this movie at the time and I'll get in and I don't want to give away how I feel about it now. Cause I literally watched it today. Uh, before we recorded so uh, ver- i'm very fresh off of rewatching it but at the time i remember really liking this movie a, a good deal i mean very excited about future about the future of star wars for sure brian what about you bud yeah this is uh definitely falls into the category of mandate movie nights for me so i went on my mandate with my mandate buddy josh uh, who went and saw like the Hobbit with me, and we went and saw these Star Wars movies together because my wife has no interest for science fiction, so I rely on my buddy Josh to be my compatriot when I go and enjoy new content from some of my beloved brands. On uh, this one, I will say yeah, I was hyped just because we were supposed to be. We were hyped because we hadn't seen anything in so long, and you know they did a really good job of selling it and getting you behind the idea of. You know, you know, these characters, you know, this is a time period that you're already kind of associated with for the most part. You know, it's not that far in the future from when we were last, you know, saw our beloved, you know, Return of the Jedi character. So I I thought they did an excellent job. I enjoyed the movie enough that I didn't go back and watch it. But I do know that, like, I made sure I watched it again as far as, like, you know, renting it or whatever, at least one more time in between watching it and when it would have been available on Disney plus when that was created. So I have probably only seen this now three times. So once in the theaters, um, probably in IMAX, if I'm being honest, we normally wouldn't be made a big deal out of these movies and we yeah. normally would go see them in IMAX. And I, we always waited because neither him nor I are fans of the full houses. Like I get people that love those experiences, but I also don't like people coughing around me and talking to their friends about stuff that I think is dumb. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to yeah. hear your well, Theater 3000 commentary. Yeah. I, I knew this movie was going to, well, obviously because it's Star Wars, but I had a habit, especially back then, of when it was a big movie I wanted to see open a weekend. I would go on like that, the earliest showing on a Saturday on the morning, right? Thinking, well, that might be the least people that might show up because I think they were showing like starting at 10 a.m., which is early for a movie. And it was packed, <laughs> even at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, people were, I mean, as far as even workday goes, people were taking off of work yeah. to go see it. That's how big it was. They want to be one of the first ones to see the brand-new Star Wars movie. And uh, and I understood it. 
I mean, that hype was was real. I was. Well, I mean, they did a really good job of hyping it. I mean, just to uh, back up what Brian was saying uh, about this being some of the characters you know, like one of the big things was, you know, is Luke Skywalker going to show up in this? Like, yeah. it, like Mark Hamill was really good about being very cagey about it. And so you were like, oh, I got to see this just to, even just to see if Luke shows up at this thing. <laughs> so, yeah. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, yeah, I, I don't, not sure. And I think I went into it with minimal expectations too. I think that's what helped me out so much with this one uh with with episode seven is that the, the expectations were yeah it's just it's star wars it it should be it should be good mm-hmm. um i was excited to kind of grasp new characters because obviously we knew that that was going to be the idea of it you know there's going to be some new characters created there's a new masked character uh and you have the disney hype machine about it i feel like <laughs> i feel like this i know this trilogy we're not talking about the full trilogy here but this trilogy kind of had people turn <laughs> against Disney. It was like for the first time, people kind of see what Disney was, but uh, like in retrospective, what kind of what, what their whole movie approach is, I guess. But yeah, I, it, episode seven was cool. I, I still have so much merchandise from it. Um, well, I think the reason that I was hopeful for it for Disney and Star Wars is I. You know, like the Marvel movies, by and large, for the most part, which are also Disney. Yeah, I've really liked, and there's a lot of those movies that I honestly love. So I was like, "Well, I'll give this a chance. Like, maybe it won't be near as bad as I thought." And uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, Yeah, for (laughs) sure, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's hop into just like some of our, 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 I guess, our summarizations uh, of the movie. Your 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 thoughts on the movie, Uh, Brian? Why don't you kick us off for for that one? Yeah, after a couple of episodes of watching movies and just enjoying them and not having too much to write down, uh, I have notes today. I actually have notes. It's never good for a film if Brian comes in with notes. It means he's <laughs> criticizing, critiquing things. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but I do believe this has to be the darkest opening in all of Star Wars. Just the uh... first opening scene. Like it's dark, dark as far as vi- like visuals or like like what's like, happening, like theme, like content of what's going on. Uh, I don't know. In the very, the little, the literally very first Star Wars: A New Hope, like it's people getting killed left and right. <laughs> a little bit, but this is like a town that's like completely defenseless. That these troopers are sent in, and they yeah. just—it's very dark off. for sure. Yeah, that's fair. It, that's a fair really point. Dark. Yeah, I say if it's if it if it's like. It's like a, it might be like a one A one B, but I, I think you're right. It, this is, you actually, you know what you are. I, I will agree with you on that one, Bry. It, it is, it is. It's not rebels versus stormtroopers. It's, it's, um, whatever these new stormtroopers are called against just regular civilians. Right. So I agree. Well, with their hands on their heads, like already yeah. prisoner, then she literally just says, you know, wipe them all out. Yeah. So that was brutal to me. Uh, and I do remember in the theater, like having that thought, I'm like, holy crap, what kind of movie is this going to be? Like, that sets a certain tone. That's like, this ain't your, uh, your daddy's Star Wars, where there's dudes getting shot, but it's, you know, just like sparklers going off. Like, it doesn't look like anything. Yeah, they're shot and they're down, but you don't really, there's no violence behind it. It's, you know, they, they had a good way of showing people get hurt back in the day without too much blood. That brings me to my second thing, which is, 
maybe only the second time we actually saw real blood in Star Wars. You know, the first episode, we have the arm in the, in the cantina getting lobbed off, which is now canon-wise wrong because lightsabers would not be able to do that because it would cauterize it. Anyways, um, but that image, you know, the, the blood and then right on the Finn's helmet, once yeah. again, just adds to, like, the darkness of this, like, really setting a tone. So, opening scene-wise, I mean, I'm all in. They got me right away. I was like, damn, all right, let's do this. Let's let's get a little gritty. And then it kind of just, like, almost falls apart right away where it's the same stuff again. So, I'll ask you guys this. Should we be mad that um, important plans were entrusted to a droid again? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean... It was under the guise of somebody. Oh, no, I guess it wasn't. He kind of just did it. And technically, it was two droids. What do you mean, the first time? No, he said again. So in this uh, movie, technically, they because they split the two maps up. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, true. But it's fair. Which I think is a little smarter because it means they were like, well, if one of them gets captured, then we learn. Yeah, we, we learned from the first movie. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm more taking shots at just like the writing of it. It's like, all right, let's let's not take too much from the original movie and right away just copy and paste. That was like, honestly a lot of big people's criticism retrospectively was that it it pretty much followed the premise of of oh, yeah. a new hope. Oh, next wait, you're gonna tell me there's a, the last one. Next you're gonna tell me there's a trench run or something in this. Oh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> and a giant planet, a, a giant orbital thing that shoots lasers out of it yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> so then so that scene happens and i thought it was really good i wasn't mad and, and when i watched it the first time i wasn't mad about the droid walking away with planes again i was like okay whatever but um then they go to jakku right we go to a new planet and there's more sand to continue the theme of Star Wars, you go to a planet, and what could it be? All these different worlds. They possibly no, it's a sand world. It's just a sand world full of poor people, full of more gangsters that are in control of this planet. And jo- Jakku sucks, just like Tatooine sucks. I, hey, I agree. I agree. Here, I have been on record of complaining about all these new planets just being sand. But I will also say, I think the purpose of it was for when Ray finally sees a planet that's green. Like it kind of blows her away. True. True. That's a good. That's a good counter perspective. I do. I do concur, though. I mean, hey, listen, they all can't be green, right? Yes. No. They they all can't be green. It's not easy. (laughs) Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson made a good point though about BB-8 and uh, rolling around on Jakku. There, Uh, he wouldn't get anywhere. He's a sphere, and uh, on loose (laughs) sand, he would just spin and spin and spin and not go anywhere. Well, and also, the thing I was thinking of is they knew they were looking for a droid because they mentioned that they, they're they trying to find this droid. And let's just say that it can roll on sand. That feels fairly easy to track, I would think. Right? <laughs> that was it one of my a very distinct shape. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, just follow the line. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, few more good. critiques Torn here. Apart. Few more critiques. Uh, when the first order BB-8's uh, role in single file, the hot. It doesn't hide his tracks too well. No. 
when the first order finally fires off their Death Star, um, who is the the guy that gives the speech? Does anyone remember his name? I forget. I didn't write it Hux. down. It's Hux. Okay, General Hux. Yep. Hux is so cool. When, when he delivers this speech, uh, to me, it struck me as mm, a little too Hitlery. It was like a little too heavy handed and yeah, but like, they're going for imagery. that though. Huh? I think they kind of go for that. I mean, a lot of Star oh. Wars, the bad guys were kind of based on some Hitler stuff. I don't know if people know that or not. I, I that I, yeah, stormtroopers like directly ripped from the Nazi party, but like the yeah. imagery was just like so like black and red and just. Well, well they're I, gonna blow up a planet, yeah. Brian. I don't. Five <laughs> <I> planets. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, they're gonna blow up five planets. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that uh, talking in a Hitler-esque fashion. So you, is the you're saying just enough it. Hitler? That, I think you know. I I know people like they like to make that connect. You know the connection, but I think you have to when it comes to storytelling. I I think you have to give that visualization so you have a character to hate, which was so surprising the way that you know Hux ended up. You know his his story arc if you want to call it that, completed. But <laughs> that's a lot of characters in this. <laughs> you just explained like half the characters in this, in this franchise, this last trilogy there. Yeah, pretty. I, yeah, it's rough. But like I, I, the imagery was close. It was fair. It was fair, um, which I was fine with. I feel like a lot of people are try, are afraid to try that stuff now, though, because of like cancel culture stuff and Whatnot. I feel like you have to have these characters look and do these dastardly like, you know, these that I can't believe I said that out loud. These really bad looking things, these 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 questionable images. So you have a character to hate. I, I feel like we, we don't have like that's why we root for villains nowadays. I don't think I don't think villains are um, a lot of villains are capable or, or they're kind of restricted by by screenwriting. Um, yeah, people being, people seem to nowadays go out of their way to put in little bits into a character that you know you're supposed to hate but uh, they want you to understand them instead of them just being like you know like joker for example just being pure chaos or something like that yeah yeah Uh, but i I understand what brian's getting at though it's it's very it does come up like a very like a dick like a dictator's speech and everybody's supposed to clap no matter what he says because you know if you know you're going to get a bullet (laughs) right thing yeah yeah uh, and then my only two notes is directly related to the way they choose to have these characters fight each other and battle each other. And it just completely shatters canon and it drives me nuts. And it's, if there's one thing you needed to be beholden to in star Wars is the idea of you need to be able to master the force, right? And you need to be able to do stuff. So Finn, a perfect example, we have a Mandalorian. The, the contrast is so stupid to me. I hate it so much now. But Finn picks up this lightsaber and is actually able to wield it in a way that he's like, okay. like He's not good, he's though. Like, like he, he, He's not good, no. But he gets beat Mandalorian every time. does it, and he's skilled in fighting with hand-to-hand combat already. Like, he's a man, yeah. he's a, literally from a planet that, like, they all they did was fight. And he damn near cuts his leg off. Because it makes sense. Like, that's good cannon writing. Uh, Finn picks it up and goes against a, a stormtrooper. But and he this loses. Stormtrooper, huh? He loses. He loses both fights holding that uh, lightsaber, in fairness. Well, he but he fights, that, he fights that dude, and then that weapon holds up against a lightsaber? I don't know what that weapon is. The right. lightsaber <laughs> in Star Wars, though, has always been kind of 
weird with what it can and can't do. I think. I think they constantly go against canon with it all the time. Yeah, but but I I, I, thought, I was like, wait, how is he deflecting that 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 lightsaber right now? Right. You would think that. Well, it depends what their logic was, but that I mean, that's even a deep cut too, right? The Jedi Order's like mostly God is just Luke Luke Skywalker. Why? It, what kind of weapons are they wielding? Why? Why are they so worried about lights? You know, lightsabers. If, if that's yeah. the case, so right, I, they, I, that guy wouldn't have his weapon designed to be able to battle a lightsaber. Right. Right. Yeah. I. It. It really is hit or miss. Johnny is is correct that I, I feel like it depends on who's illustrating everything. Yeah. Who yeah. was the director for this one? Did we see the? It's J. J. Abrams. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my last critique here. I'll fight over Abrams, honestly. I'll I'll throw down over this. He's fine. He's better <laughs> than the next guys. So, um, <laughs> Kylo Ren and his Force abilities is able to do stuff that I still, whatever, do whatever you want because it's just a movie and it doesn't matter. But the fact that he can stop a blaster bolt mid air bothers me because he hasn't finished training. For anything, he's not even learning from a real Sith Lord. He's he's learning from a dude that's just a puppet, and we don't ever see him do anything really that special. And then here he is; he's going to stop a blaster bolt mid air, which we had never seen anyone else do in canon to that point. It looked cool though, cool visual. It looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said. Uh, Kylo Ren can stop blaster bolts midair? Question mark. Very powerful. I'm sure this won't be problematic later at all. <laughs> I'm sure this won't come up later at all with who who's really powerful with the force and can wield it with no problem. <laughs> he literally yeah. also literally uh, Chewbacca shoots him later in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and he was not prepared for it. Yeah, he was not yeah. prepared for it. I think Chewie even screamed before it happened. He did. Yeah, they all screamed before I screamed. Yeah. <laughs> my my critiques, I don't think, actually diminish this as far as what Abrams was able to accomplish. Um, as far as in an entertaining, above average, I think Star Wars film, uh, especially when compared to the next two sequels. So. I just have, you know, I'm going to hold up the lore of the Jedi in a way that I, I need you to try and stay a little consistent because it's supposed to be something that's hard to control. It's something that there's, you know, your emotions play into fact you're how well you're trained. And, you know, it, there's a whole bunch that goes into being able to be a force wielder. So, yeah, but not if your last name is Skywalker. <laughs> And you can just make that your name. I learned in this trilogy. (laughs) You can just, well, I mean, people change their names all the time. Come on. Yeah. Last names, especially. I wonder how much it costs in the, uh, in the Star Wars galaxy to change your name legally. One quarter portion. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Hmm. And I'm sure this is going to come up. How does Kylo Ren get the melted Darth Vader helmet? I don't know. I want to imagine that Luke just had it and then was like, hey, nephew. Oh, that could be go. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that. 
there is a connection there in fairness but i yeah i mean when you first asked me that my mind went blank so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it should have been the lightsaber it should have been the lightsaber that was tied in that the hilt that kylo has should should be vader's not right. anakin's not you know it, it should be vader's hilt that would have been neat yeah instead you, you get a melted death Darth Vader helmet that's like wait so at some point they gave up on the funeral pyre and went over and picked it out like <laughs> no, most of them's burnt away here we go also in my i know they never showed this but i just assumed he had multiple helmets <laughs> you know uh, it, i mean he, it did upgrade every movie is, or every so often but and it yeah. is canon also, that those things break yeah also so oh my god I, we shouldn't do this it'll just take too long but when he re- saves vader and decides to carry him away he takes the he takes them um he takes them off the, the death star before it blows up but i don't think he's do you think he reached back for the helmet for this dad that just died like he's dead uh, whatever. whatever. Maybe it's it like something to, something to remember his dad by. I, I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't think that they ever made a point that he did do that, though. In, right. In your no, it wasn't yeah. emphasized. Yeah, it wasn't emphasized. What do you guys think of the the, the cross sword thing? That like Kylo Ren's lightsaber? Completely impractical. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you think it was necessary? I don't know if the cross guards actually helped him once in the movie. <laughs> I think no, he did. He cut Finn with it. Like he did get Finn with uh, it. Ah, yeah, that's fair. But that's fair. I get what you're saying. I think it's way more that it just looks cool. I mean, that's a big thing in Star Wars. Does this look cool? I, you know, i.e. there's a lot of characters who just happen to look cool and they don't ever do anything with <laughs> something with lightsabers. I mean, this move, this trilogy has Captain Phasma. That's a great example of a character that looks cool. And what do we do with her? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I've waited so long to talk about this trilogy. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I'll hop on if you guys don't mind and give my my two yeah, go ahead. about it. Because I because when I do it, I'm going to go character by character. So you go. Okay. All right, sure. Yeah. Um you know, hype and everything. I thought this movie delivered. Like I, I was really like just enamored with it. I thought it set up so much good stuff. Uh, you know, retrospectively, I thought it set up a lot of good potential storyline stuff, right? Poe, we got this Han Solo type character who's got a, you know, kind of different, got a little, you know, got a, a a different side to him, a little mystery, but he's a fun dude. Um, let's see where it goes. Finn, you know, this, this, this non Jedi, non force user character who could, who's, who's wielding lightsaber poor, I'll bite poorly, but I think he was actually, he might've been marketed with the lightsaber on some of the posters. I can't remember. Did, really, what, didn't they show like that in the trailer? I feel like I, th- I feel like they did too. I yeah, feel like I they think did so. Yeah. So, which was generally confusing, um, and just like ah, oh, you know what's what's going on. There was a, I mean, there was some mystery about who the force. I do remember this. There was some mystery about who the actual like force user, who the lead was, uh, in a sense. And then I think we were all kind of surprised, with a, a little, no, well, not shocked, but. As Ray, it became more and more obvious that it was Ray. It was cool. Um, and this is my first exposure to Daisy Ridley. And I thought she did a really, really good job um, in this film as far as portraying Ray, making Ray seem, 
interesting. I mean, honestly, the only issues I have with Ray are down the road and, and, and basically story writing, but uh, Kylo was by far the best aspect of this trilogy. And I, I, I hated that the mystery of him kind of just disappeared in the, in this movie. I, I, I hate, right. We, it took us forever. The slow build for Vader, um, you know, to be kind of unleashed and we all to see who and what he's all about um, or just who's behind the mask. I hate that the mystery was just gone right away in a, in a completely unnecessary moment. You know what I mean? Maybe save it for the Han Solo moment, right? Save it for that. Um, okay. I'm going to take my mask off and, and use the four, right? It was, it was when he was trying to get the information out of Ray, correct? Yeah. That's when we first yeah. seen his face. And not that I, I have agree. anything and against it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to agree with you. If they had saved that face reveal for when uh, Solo is talking to him and he goes, I want to see the face of my son, that would have made that moment even better and bigger, I think. Yeah. So that, yeah, you're right there completely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was such a waste of opportunity. I mean, it just, let's take it out. Yeah. Take it off so I can use my force powers and interrogate you. Um, I don't know about you guys, but people laughed when he took his helmet off in the movie theater, like I, in my movie not theater. For me, I think people laugh when in the, is it the, it's not, it's the, which one, where, whichever one where he goes shirtless. Like it was a meme. <laughs> no, there was, I think that was the next movie, but no, yeah. he took his mask off and people were kind of like laughing in the movie theater. I'm like, Oh, that's not good. Uh, that's not good, well, that's right? Much, that's a bunch of a-holes. Like, that's just how the guy looks. What do you want him to do? Right. <laughs> I think just the moment didn't warrant it. I think that was the ultimate thing. It was just so random. And, I mean, hey, Adam Driver is a handsome dude. But, yeah, I, I, I'm fully in the camp. And, and, Johnny, you added to it that, yes, let, let's wait till the Han Solo. Um, he's a gosh darn Marine. He is. He's a bad dude. He is. And he's at, yeah, his... I think I joked last time, but his no, he he legit carried the franchise. He, I think, some of the best acting of it, some of the most consistent uh, acting of it all, and he was a character that I eventually wanted to see survive everything. Uh, Luke Skywalker, everybody. Oh yeah, he's in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, barely. I mean, literally barely. <laughs> was that a good cliffhanger? Well, they were on a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that, that I did great, was a great cliffhanger. One thing that I did laugh at because I'd forgotten about this is like, how long was she holding that lightsaber out to him? Because she holds it out, and then it's like he just stares at her for what seems like forever, even enough for the camera to back up and spin around him and see. <laughs> and she's still holding it out to him. <laughs> it reminded me of that one scene in uh, Fun with Dick and Jane where they walk across that long room to shake hands. <laughs> yeah. I, it it kind of reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, you know what? I will say this. It was nice that I, I did like that Han, we got Han and Chewie and a lot of Han and Chewie uh, in, in this film. I thought that was a really nice touch. I mean, of course, plenty of Princess Leia as well. But, uh, you know, this is, I mean, this is kind of Han and Chewie taking lead. Out of the original three, we would definitely say that Mark Hamill was probably the biggest star out of that. So he's had his fix. And to see Han take like a leadership role and just be front and center throughout everything, 
Um, even in his older age, just still coming off like a badass. Chewbacca just being as great as as ever. Uh, it was just it was really nice and refreshing to see them kind of get get a little bit more in the action. Uh, I was I smiled when that when they first got like when they first appeared on camera. Uh, that was really really cool for me. Um, and it was just man, it was so. And then Han's death. Sad. My jaw dropped. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, so sad when it happened. I think maybe we all expected it. Maybe some people did, but. Uh, well, I mean, he uh, he had been on Harrison Ford, as I'm talking about. He had been on a record saying that he wanted his character to, to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, that still doesn't take away anything from that moment at all. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. I heard my jaw kind of dropped and it was it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty rough. Um, I did end up watching this like movie psychology kind of video is that we didn't have a lot of time to mourn Han Solo at all because he fell and then there was more action yet. Well, it it reminded me of when when in the original and and New Hope when Obi-Wan dies and then Luke yells, oh, and then they just start shooting like crazy again. Right. Same kind of emotion of like they all processed it not healthily, not in a good health way. And then we're like, we're just going to go kill. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of it it still makes sense, though. Like, I think. Like I'll just use Chewbacca as an example here. I would think that would be his reaction. I yeah, one seeing his best. Seeing no, his it's best a perfect reaction. It's, yeah, it's just like the morning when when like when Tony Stark died in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, spoilers. Would it the go whole like Chewbacca? last part of the. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot, but there was a lot of like morning time where I felt like yeah. oh Han fell. Uh, let's go to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was very unceremonious, right? Like even I think Luke Skywalker got a better death than he did. Um, I, no, no, no. I, I would, no, I, I I would mean, say I the way he died, but as far as like drawing it out, I guess it, I, and, Luke Skywalker probably got a better reaction. But I would say Han Solo's death felt more like a hero death. Right. That would be my argument for that. When I can fix, I mean, this is a jumping way ahead. I can fix the second movie easily. Uh, Luke actually shows up. Instead of just force projecting himself. Oh, we are going to be talking about yeah. that. I just fixed that movie 100% right there. Take out all the casino garbage. Fixed it. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, the Johnny real, Cut. <laughs> real life implications, though. Uh, Harrison Ford broke his leg filming this movie when yeah. one of the doors, when they were going through the whole space monster scene. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the door came down on his leg and broke his leg. So I... I there may have been intentions to do more with him, but you just couldn't. Right. So I wonder, I wonder what could wonder have how been. much that played into it. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. curious though. Plus he's always trying to fly those planes and he's not good at it. <laughs> oh, and, and before I forget, uh, I just recently watched a, a deleted scene from Star Wars Empire Strikes Back where the ice monster thing breaks into the rebel base. I, oh, go find it on YouTube. It is the most amazing piece of crap I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> we shall, we shall. Uh, I, just yeah, just to I mean, I guess to sum up my review of Force Awakens, it there was so much hope and promise at the end of it. 
I remember listening to that soundtrack after it. I mean, I thought it was a really good soundtrack. I think John Williams had his hand in that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for usual, but I mean, just uncertain, like, right. Where's this, where's Kylo Ren going to go from here? Um, it was, I, I guess, like psychology wise, I have mixed feelings about him kind of taking the L right out of the gate like getting beat up. It wasn't a good way to establish a, a villain. That's your main, your main villain over three movies. I well, thought about that too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, speaking of like, like, especially I, I guess against, pro, like in pro wrestling terms, right. You like to stretch, like keep a guy strong. Yeah. Even if, if you, there's going to be some big blow off, this is inside a wrestling terminology. Cause he was well. defeated. He, he lost that fight. Yeah. He looked like he got his face like chopped off. Yeah. And then against somebody who had never, like that was her first time ever wielding a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to what Brian was saying about the force. Like it's just so, uh, I don't, I don't even understand what, what the parameters <laughs> are of it anymore. <laughs> I, I don't either. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was not a good look for Kylo Ren who, no. Yeah, you, you built them up, and I you, you jobbed them out like right away. Which is again a trope of Star Wars forever. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it it really is. He, he, I'm not gonna say he was the most disappointing character. I think there were far many, but um, no Phasma I would put there. But there's there are plenty of characters in the canon of Star Wars, starting with the original trilogy, that they kind of build up, and then their ending is just like, huh. Right. That, that That's it. You know, that happens all the time in Star Wars. Uh, you know, even like General Grievous, like it's mostly my, my favorite bad guys too. General Grievous, he looks so cool. He was so awesome. And he, you know, and Obi-Wan should have been the one to kill him, but he just shoots him and takes him out. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was, it was bad, but. And ends it with a joke, which is fine. Obviously, I love jokes, but uh, yeah, that's a yeah. Star Wars thing always. It is a Star Wars thing. Yeah, I mean, look in retrospect. I keep saying that word too. Uh, looking back, Kylo didn't win anything, right? Like he didn't as good of a job he as, beat, as he, he did, did. He did beat that computer that he sliced up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so he's right. one to know against that computer. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. It just, yeah, it I was. I kept thinking when he was doing that, I kept thinking, man, this is going to cost the uh, cost them a lot of money. They got to replace this thing. <laughs> did you? Well, did you know? So one of the apparently one of the stormtroopers that were walking or it, it, around in that scene was Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond. I knew he was one of the stormtroopers. Yeah, he, I didn't was, one, he was one. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the ones in there. But uh, did you guys ever watch the Kylo Ren SNL skit where yes. he was like? <laughs> Yes. undercover boss it's so good it's and they're like good. yeah we know he's kylo ren he was like matt or something like yeah. that it's very good <laughs> yeah that was cool man adam driver's stock was so high then he did his snl appearance was great but back to the movie all right just overall i had so much hope i could not wait i was excited that we were only two years away from the sequel and yeah, I honestly this yeah, is the high how mark. good you had it. Huh? <laughs> I know, right? This was the high point uh for this entire trilogy by a by a country mile. So Johnny, go ahead, buddy. All right. So I don't want to rehash everything you guys have said because I've pretty much agree with everything. So I'm just gonna go by character by character. And the purpose of this is to uh really establish how much hope I had in these characters and how well they did establishing them in this movie. So I want to go into positives here. Uh, Ray, very uh, likable, like very likable. Also, I almost will say across the board, the acting was was very good. 
Very good. I have no qualms against any yeah. of the acting in this movie. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, she was a really good character. You obviously want to learn more about her, the mystery. Why does she want to keep going back to uh, that planet that's just sand? What's there for her? You see a quick scene of her as a little girl. What's more with that? Uh, spoiler alert later on. It's just blah, 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 blah. I just saved you uh, four hours there <laughs> with her story. Uh, but again, that's an example of them fumbling what starts out being a promising character. Uh, I could see a lot of... Um, like little kids, especially little girls looking at Ray and be like, man, this is really cool. Finally, a Star Wars character that, you know, I can, I, I want to get the toys of or whatever and pretend to be. So there's a lot of cool awesomeness there. A very promising character. Finn, who was probably my favorite character in this movie. Just how interesting is it that he's a stormtrooper who has been like he was, his whole life was bred for this pretty much. They stole him as a kid. And he was trained from the moment he was stolen that this is what you're going to do. We're molding you into this uh, machine of war, pretty much. And he sees all that's happening, and it just changes him, right? Like, right there, that's fascinating. Like, why don't we not go more into that? He's a former stormtrooper. That, to me, is interesting. Yeah. Let's dive into that. I want to know more about that. But uh, we don't really get that much more about it. Poe, let's talk about Poe. First of all, uh, oh man! Uh, first of all, um, Oscar Isaac is incredible. Just yes. he's, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. I like him in pretty much anything he's in. Uh, and Poe is just such again another likable character and a fantastic pilot. You want to know more about him? Uh, you're you think he might be dead at the beginning, but the spoiler alert: he's not. Thankfully, a really cool character. Uh, Kylo, I'm doing the, the new ones first. Kylo Ren, what <clears throat> a really cool. Uh, story. I mean, just think about this. If I just told you, hey guys, they're going to do a movie and get this Han Solo and Princess Leia had a child and this kid was going to be trained by Luke Skywalker, but something happens and he kind of betrays everything and we got to, we got to figure this out. That to me is like, I'm sold. Uh, I want to know more about this. And he's got a, and he looks cool. Uh, he's a little whiny, but I think it's part of what he's supposed to be. Uh, the, the one thing that I was going to say is um, I go back and forth about his helmet. The Darth Vader helmet is just so iconic and so cool looking. The Stormtrooper helmets, I would also say, are iconic and cool looking. Even the newer ones were like even in this movie, I think those Stormtrooper helmets look look pretty sweet. They they still have the same. They obviously took the original ones and ran with that. Yeah, I like that. And his helmet obviously is like an homage to Vader's, but I don't know if I really. Liked it uh, overall. I, I, yeah, I, it's, I think it could have looked cooler. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It could have looked a lot cooler. I yeah. agree. It, it or, well, it, and when then later on, we find out that it's, it's pretty much a general design, right? For the rest of the Knights of Ren, even though, we yes, realize it. yes. So, even though we don't really find out very much about the Knights of Ren, no, by the way, oh, that's another yeah. thread that I would, would have loved again to find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what this does. And Snoke, for crying out loud, just this wild character in the background who's apparently running everything that you think at the first time. Uh, and whenever you see him, he's giant for, for Pete's sake. And here's a spoiler alert. Uh, they just, they just kill him uh, pretty easily. May I add, it seems like, okay. And let's get into, um, I was going to talk about three more. Well, I'll get four more. Luke Skywalker shows up at the very end. I think it's a really cool way to end the movie. 
despite the fact that they that he literally <laughs> legit leaves her hanging uh, for way too long. Uh, but it's really cool to see a character that's my absolute favorite Star Wars character showing up at the very end. I got hyped for that. Uh, uh, Princess Leia, I think her she was perfect in this. That's where she would be. I would think she would still be like, hey, they need me to lead this, so I'm going to lead this. That makes sense to me. That's who Leia is to me. So that made sense. I thought she was great in this. Uh, Han Solo, perfect and and chewy. I'm with you, Matt. The minute they showed up on the Millennium Falcon and they go, you know, we're home, I got goosebumps. I loved it. Thank you for that. That was great. That's fantastic. And I will argue, too, I'm blue in the face because I know some people still don't like it, that his death uh, is one of the best in Star Wars because it actually meant something. And on top of that, it moves ahead another character. It adds another aspect of Kylo Ren. So doing that, I think, is important for both Han Solo and because he's trying to save his son. That's what he's doing. And that's a hero's death, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Something a lot of Star Wars characters don't get. Uh, so, uh, that to me was fine. Chewbacca was awesome in this, uh, as always. I mean, just listen to how, how hyped I am just talking about these characters in this particular movie going forward. Ask him again. Ask him again next time. Thank you. Ask me again. I'm (laughs) going to go next. I'm going to do this. Every one of these movies that we do, uh, these three movies, I'm going to break up these characters again. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about them and where they are currently in that film. Yes. uh, I'm just going to tell you, it's just it's going to get less and less enthusiastic. I'm actually you super feel excited hot. for next month. I cannot yes. wait for next month's episode. Yeah. I have been dreaming about this since the show's inception. I cannot <laughs> wait. Oh, and real quick, just real quick, I wanted to bring up Hux. Um, I also think he's another, and Phasma, I'll put them both here. I think they're both very interesting characters. Phasma who we get so little of has a, a cool, which is another, again, I've said this again in the show, a trope of star Wars. You get a cool looking character. She looks amazing. And that armor. And obviously she's kind of one of the leaders of the stormtroopers. Tell me more about her. I want to know why is she the leader? Why is she so formidable? Just tell me. Cause the only fight we ever see her in spoiler alert, she doesn't win. Uh, so, and then, um, Hux, was another one that I was like, I want to know more about this guy. There's a lot of interplay here between, obviously there's a struggle of power between him and Kylo Ren that's going on. You can tell they do not like each other, uh, but they're forced to kind of work together. I want to know more about this. Just, this is interesting stuff here, but yeah, don't. Yeah. It, sorry, it reminded me a lot of like, like a Thrawn Vader dynamic. And yes, um, yeah. I think one of the books, it was like Prince Zizer and Invader. Um, I forgot which book it is. It's one of the older ones uh, from the early 2000s, but uh, but just a lot of conflict uh, in, in amongst the two of them, a huge power struggle. So I, I agree. That's a great point that we never really got a conclusion to. No, no. I, I mean, I like the idea of what they do with Hux in principle, but how they actually execute it down the road in the other movies yeah. is another thing entirely. But I like the idea they were going for. Uh, but I can say that about a lot of these characters. <laughs> uh, but uh, overall, just in this movie, rewatching it, I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. And uh, I could tell why I had a lot of hope. Because they overall, I still think the movie's too long. But that's another Star Wars thing. It, two hours and a half is too long for any movie. In my uh, approaching old man status feel, uh, you know, I got to go up and go pee at some point. So, uh, 
two and a half hours is just too long. But other than that, I think this was a uh, to come back to a Star Wars universe, introducing new characters and bringing back some old favorites. I think this did a fairly a good job. I concur. I concur. Um, all right. So I guess it's time to give our final review, final score. Uh, Brian, what do you got for for uh, The Force Awakens? Any Star Wars film that I feel like I don't ever need to watch again is not going to score high. I don't really need, other than for this podcast, to ever watch these movies again. I don't care about them. There were legend stories. Man, you've heard me bitch about this forever, that there were phenomenal legends, books written about these characters, Han and Leia, having kids. It was already mapped out, and they abandoned it and wrote whatever the hell they wanted, and it doesn't make sense in my head. It's stupid, and I don't like it, and this is the reason why we do this show. This is one of the reasons that Matt and I wanted to create <laughs> because I wanted to bitch and complain about how there's just stuff sitting right in front of you, content that you could have used that you just chose to ignore and do your own thing with. Ben Solo is kind of the amalgamation of two different characters. If you go back in Legends, just so you know. Anyways, as far as this film, uh, watchability wise, it's better than next two. Um, I won't ever watch it again. So let's give it a four and a half out of ten. Good God! <laughs> wow, Johnny wow. covering Attack of the Clones. Uh, so this is yes. your Attack of the Clones? Prequels are better. Prequels, every single prequel, including Attack of the Clones, is better than these three movies. You're an idiot. I'm saying that with love. Because for- these these people that wrote these movies actually don't have any real motion tied into these characters. They don't. George Lucas created those characters, had real motions behind wanting to tell the story of Anakin. Yeah, he's a really I don't get. Storyteller. I don't get that from these movies at all from any of these characters. Man, that's uh, I, I man, I've never disagreed with you more on something than this. That that second that Attack of the Clones movie is just god awful and is the worst thing in Star Wars by by this movie by itself is a million times better than that movie and it's not even close. I was bored to tears watching that movie for this show. Uh, this movie, at least, I wasn't bored. <laughs> I wasn't bored in Attack of the Clones. I just hated the acting of of Hayden Christensen. That's my main, main criticism. <laughs> my main criticism is uh i fell asleep i could fall asleep during it there was so much anything. action in that movie you stop it oh god whatever um <laughs> i'll go and give mine since i've already talking matt um i think this like i already said does a pretty good job of setting up more star wars i like what they did with the the characters in this movie and we're not talking about the other two that come after this in this movie there's a lot of promise here. It's not the best Star Wars movie. I would never say that, but it's a million miles better than Attack of the Clones. Uh, I'm going to give this a very solid 7 out of 10. I can watch this again and uh, be introduced to some characters that, at least here, I liked. I liked the fact that I liked Finn. I liked the fact that I liked Poe. I liked the fact that I was intrigued by where they're going to go with Hux and Phasma and Ren and Kylo Ren and Rey. Uh, Sadly, that's about as far as it goes, though. But, uh, yeah, this is a 7 out of 10 for me. It's not the best, but it's head and shoulders better than uh, Attack of the Clones. That's for sure. Brian, now let me ask you this before I give my final score. Yeah. Do you think if they had followed this movie up better, 
that uh that you would like this more if uh, so you're telling me that um they actually had a plan uh from start to finish of how they're gonna execute the next sequel which is not what they actually had they they totally messed all that up and had no idea of what they wanted to do for the next sequel yeah probably i probably liked it better i think every all of us would have yeah yeah they actually had a plan um and then didn't realize like halfway through like oh crap we don't really know what to do with this um but we got this chick who's a wielding a lightsaber and that's gonna sell toys it honestly dude i feel like they took advantage of us more than previous Star Wars, they, you know, they they took advantage of our fandom and us wanting to see these characters again, and then you know they 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 took our money for it. Like that's I, I can't disagree with you there. I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, but I would also argue that that's anything that they bring back that has nostalgia to us. They know that we have nostalgia for these things, and uh, if you're a big fan of it, you're going to eat it up or at least give it a try. And like the worst part about this is um, specifically just taking these three characters, Kylo, Han, and Leia, you really don't get to capitalize on what their whole dynamic actually is. Right. If you, if you read Legends books and things that were written well before this movie was ever thought of, there's some real emotion that these freelance, you know, one-off writers put into these characters that just doesn't pay off. And that's why I have a problem with the Han Solo death, because in, in a five minute span, you go from here's this dude. He's Kylie Ren. He's the next Darth Vader. Oh, you know, Han Solo. Wait. Oh, that new guy is actually his son. Oh, and Han Solo is dead. But there's no real like the, like the emotion is built in and the fact of just we just told you that they're a father and son. But if you actually like read the legends books, like Han and Leia split up and they're, they, you know, their kids are kind of left in like limbo. And there's like real, like normal day, like mom and dad splitting up kind of like issues. And, you know, that's kind of what like spawns the Ben solo character is like, he doesn't have a dad in his life anymore. Cause he does go back to doing like the fucking, I swore for the first time on this podcast. I feel like <laughs> he goes back to doing the first, you know, or going back to like running stuff, like looting, yeah. whatever, like smuggling and whatnot. And then Leia's doing her normal stuff, which is, you know, keeping the progress of the rebellion and trying to get the Republic back together and all that stuff. And then they do have these kids that are kind of left in limbo, but we're going to give them the Luke. That goes to hell. So. Yeah. yeah just side so, note, I already, I already feel bad calling you an idiot. I'm a much bigger idiot than Brian, just so the world knows. Uh, I'm a giant moron, but uh, I I see what you're saying. I I have definitely heard a lot of people argue about the death of Han Solo, just for an example here. I do remember those books, and I read them when they came out and really liked them. Those are probably the only Star Wars books I read, actually. was that It was like a, supposed to be the trilogy after the, uh, the one, right? Just continuing these characters. So that's yeah. the one I definitely read. I did like those a lot. Uh, you know, side note, I, can, I guess I can read, uh, but uh, <laughs> I really did enjoy those, but it's been forever since I've read them. I will say in this movie, um, they do establish that it's obvious that Han and Leia have been, uh, haven't been together for a while. It, and they do say that Ben's one of the reasons why, because they, you know, they had to cope in their own way. Uh, you know, Han makes a big deal of the fact that he sees Ben and tells her that he's hey I saw our son and she tells him to go get our son back 
So, but I think the, I'm just really curious if they'd actually spent more time there to allow these characters to really show how much of an impact that is on them. Cause you really just get that one scene mm. and it's what, like two minutes tops. It's not very long. No. And that would have really gone a long way. I think to maybe helping you because <laughs> I, because well, I can't go against what your criticisms here. Right. Well, let's say this, Johnny, let's say this death of Han Solo actually happens in the second movie and you, you get a little more screen time of Han Solo and dealing with the fact that he tried to get his son back and it didn't work. And then, you know, he goes back to the rebellion and gets caught back up in the rebellion again. And then they have a, yeah, another encounter where Kylo Ren now is even more furious because of his last encounter with his dad, you know, I'm building on that emotion. I think you get a better payoff if you push it off, you know, you get to establish the actual pain that Han and Leia are going through. It's all just so quick. It's just so rapid fire. It's like you right. went 40 years, 40 years without these characters being part of your life. And then, hey, you know what? We're going to have these characters come back. And then you, some of us have ex- expectations because George Lucas let people write stuff about these characters. So they didn't actually die for those 30, 40 characters for some of us because we actually read on them and there's like other cool stuff going on with them. And then when you bring them back again in a two and a half hour long movie, but their screen time is only like 25 minutes, 40 minutes, somewhere in between there. Yeah, it's not going to pay off. But to your to what you said about the other characters, like, I mean, Finn's a home run for me. Poe's a home run for me. And I will defend Ray as far as Daisy doing what she was asked to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't fault any of the actors in this no, at all. They, yeah. they do. Yeah, you yeah. asked them to portray these characters. They they did a good job. Yeah. 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 All uh, right. So I, that's a, I'm just, a just five out of ten now. <laughs> just to answer your uh, question real quick, I, I do agree with you if they'd put this death in the second movie. It would have been better, but also don't know it. It wouldn't have saved that second movie, but that would have been at least that would have Your been a little bit better. better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just I think that the reason that I defend the death of Han Solo is that I feel that that's the appropriate way he should have went out. I'm not saying that they couldn't have made it mean even more because obviously they could have, but I just think that's the way he would have gone out trying to save his son. So, yeah. but yeah, I can't go against anything you said there. Only thing I will go against is that this is much better than Clone Tech of the Clone. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll fight I'm, you on. I'm more <laughs> mad. I'm more of mad. I think what we're about to find out. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm closer with Johnny for this one. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm at seven out of ten for this one. I did like it that much. I really, truly did. Um, but the real test is the next one. That's the one I can't wait for. Oh, <laughs> with Matt, <laughs> I am preparing. This we it's watch be it. a... can we can we figure out how to watch it together? That might be a lot of fun. <laughs> we can figure that out. We might be. I think we can. Yeah, I think this group watch on Disney Plus. We just all have to have the same Disney Plus account information shared. Okay, we'll right. figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure it out because I just I haven't watched it since the movie theater. Okay. So I've only seen it twice. I can't wait to throw it's my the phone theater in the wall. and once and once uh, on when it first came on Disney Plus. That's the only times I've seen it. It's it's been and a I'll hot also minute. tell you, uh, uh, you know, one of my best pals, Trevor, uh, I do retro bliss with the cheap plug there. Uh, absolutely hates the next movie like with a passion, and he doesn't have a lot of hate for a lot of movies. Uh, he usually only talks about ones he loves, but he loves bashing this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Yeah, I I'm actually this is probably the most excited I've been to talk about a podcast. So <laughs> or talk about a movie. So I, I can't wait. Um, We do have one more little segment. So seven yes. out of ten, seven out of ten, four out of ten um, for Brian. But we do have one more segment. We missed it last month, maybe the month before. I can't recall. But Johnny is bringing back our epic versus battles. That's right. This is where we're going to take a character from Star Wars and and have them battle it out with a character from another thing in pop culture. So we're this in honor of The Force Awakens, we're going to do Senior Citizen Han Solo versus Senior Citizen Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, I feel it's pretty uh, apropos since uh, we got Senior Citizen Han Solo here. And guess what? Indiana Jones uh, is coming back to, to the theaters. <laughs> here we go. That's true. Uh, who would win in the battle of of uh, who gets these discounts when they go to the movies? <laughs> <sighs> I almost wish you saved this one for after Indiana Jones 5 came out. Almost. However, I feel like Han Solo would win this one. Old man Han Solo would win this one. A lot of old man Indiana Jones. It revolves. His, a lot of his mystique was the cracking of the whip, all right? His shoulder probably hurts a little bit. It's a little hard to crack the whip anymore. And it, a lot of Indiana Jones's lore was swinging on stuff with said cracked whip. Han Solo just got to shoot things. <laughs> That's what he does. And and he's also a force ghost, as we see in episode nine. In my estimation, in my estimation, I think that is a win for Han Solo. All right. I don't even think, I think it's no contest. What do you think, Brian? Yeah. Han Solo is still cagey. Senior citizen Han Solo is still, he's still doing stuff that's highly dangerous and putting himself in sticky situations still where we'll see with the new Hans, uh, new uh, Indiana Jones coming out, but Oh, last time we saw Indiana Jones, he still was holding his own. So how many years for Do we know even know how, how how many years removed it is from Crystal Skull? Is that canon for Indiana Jones' Crystal Skull? Canon? I, that's it's a great it movie. Is, yeah. It better be. It is it's a canon. what? You heard me. It's a <laughs> great movie? You fucking heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Read my lips. Can we can we fit Indiana Jones into this podcast, man? We oh. sure can. It's oh, George Lucas and it's and it's Harrison Ford. We can air got into, He got into a refrigerator and survived a nuclear blast. We need more of that. We need more of that. Which is pretty badass, but it's still not as bad as Hassan Solo. Because like I said, he's still willing to take on highly dangerous space monsters for high reward. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a lot closer than y'all think, though, because it. I think this battle is going to be more like, have you seen that Family Guy episode where the old man fights that other old man? And, um, and like, it's just really slow, but epic music's playing in the background as these two guys are uh, getting this crazy fight. And it's all like they're just swinging in slow motion because they're old now. And they have to take a break to take their pills. And uh, I think it's going to be a more like that, uh, this fight will. But I do think that in the end, Han Solo is, is victorious. Because 
honestly, he is still pretty cool in this movie that we just watched. I mean, he shoots that one stormtrooper without even looking at him. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think he wins. I just think it's a much closer fight. But we do have another victory for Star Wars here. Which we weren't. Oh, yeah, we have been having the whole. Wait, no, we were struggling at first, weren't we? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think, I think Jar Jar was our shit. first win. Jar Jar and Elf. Yes. When we did, we did young Han Solo and young Indiana Jones, or youngish. Yep. We did. Uh, we did them in their prime, and now we've done them in the. Uh, they get up. Flop them this time. <laughs> yeah, when they go to bed at seven p.m. Yep. We flip them this time. I think I hit it. It was me yesterday. Yep. It was me yesterday. I fell asleep at seven o'clock. Oh, I'm such an old soul. Did you Did you watch the wrong Star Wars film? No, no, not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. It's coming, but not yet. I have a whole month to do it. Um, I'm going to put it off until the day of. <laughs> I already know. I'm going to be seething with hatred. Uh, I really can't wait. <laughs> I'm gonna. I promise you. I'm gonna go into it, forcing myself <laughs> uh, to find the positives in it. That's what I want to do. Is that your earnest laugh? <laughs> yeah, you don't like it? Did you like it? <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that is a wrap for this month's episode of the Area of Grievances, Star Wars Episode Seven. Lock it up. Put it away. It's done. We're never talking about it ever again. I'm never watching it again. So you can't make me talk. About I'm watching it, it again. Brian, you're going to have to come to my birthday party this year. We're just watching the new Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't come to my party, I won't talk to you ever again. (laughs) There's there's a lot riding on this. I'm I'm partially Jehovah Witness, so I don't recognize birthdays. So, sorry. Are you you the Jehovah or the Witness? Um, next episode to find out. Oh, see, that's a that's how you do a cliffhanger. That's right a there. good cliffhanger. <laughs> All right, All right spin y'all. the camera around. Hold everybody, hold their positions. <laughs> I know. I wish I could. Uh, all right, everybody, that is a wrap. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Johnny, Brian, and I, till next time, wear your chapstick and may the force be with you. Join us.